All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my deepest apologies, first and foremost, uh, for those that typically check me out on Facebook Live. Um, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. Um, but uh, definitely, if you uh, happen to check out this video later, thank you so much for watching. So um, I want to just get straight to the point here in regards to the topic that I wanted to discuss today, and that is merely how to ask for a raise uh, during COVID-19, you know, as far as everything going on. And I know the first thing you're thinking is like, Dan, um, it's COVID-19, like it's global pandemic, what's going on? I shouldn't have to be able to um, ask or should be inquiring in regards to it. Well, your boss may be asking you to uh, work past hours um, where you're not getting paid for. Um, and it's just the understanding, it's like, hey, this needs to get done, but <clears throat> we're not paying you for it. Um, and the other thing is that uh, they may be uh, putting more tasks and responsibilities on you that you probably didn't even know about that it's like, wait, I didn't even know that this even existed uh, during this time. So the mindset to have, and please, you know, um, the ultimate thing is this, uh, at the end of the day, the best way to ask for a raise <clears throat> during COVID-19 is leaving your job and finding something that's gonna be paying more. That is the ultimate, ultimate request uh, for asking for a raise. And the reason why I say that is that uh, some people might not be happy at the job. Some people might not be uh, willing to continue on with the job. Some people might be looking at the news every single day and seeing that, oh, this company's giving out $2 raises. Wow, this company is telling all of their employees to take off. Wow, this one is, um, man, this one, did they just pay a salary for the rest of the year? No, I'm saying if that happened, please sign me up. But um, <clears throat> the understanding that I want you to have is that it's like, hey, listen, it's either going to be here at this current job or it's uh, going to be at a, uh, another one. So, um, and this is in the topic in regards to resume writing. Typically, I start with the credit repair and move forward. But no, I wanted you to realize, uh, first and foremost, like, hey, can I ask for a raise? Can I inquire about a raise? So the whole point is merely just asking. The whole point is merely just uh saying and speaking to your manager supervisor it's like hey uh, not so much how can i go about requesting a raise but uh you know what would be the steps and process in regards to negotiating my current salary so um on Yah yahoo finance yahoo finance had did an article the wisest investment right now how to ask for a raise during uh coronavirus so uh, one of the um, folks, Carter, who's Carter here? Carter is, I'm sorry, Alexandra Carter uh, is a Columbia University law professor um, as well as author. So she lays out five key points to discuss uh, for it. So just don't go based upon me, but you can actually follow this professor. Um, negotiate clear terms with your employer if you've been furloughed. So Here's the thing, if you've been furloughed, you know, and they say like, hey, in about six to eight weeks, we'll be looking to have you come back. Um, when you come back, hey, discuss, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm looking to uh, set my salary at this mark, and this is the reason why. You always gotta have a reason why. Please don't think that, oh, I could just merely ask for more money and I'll be a-okay or I'll be good to go. No, um, you need to have a reason why as to why you should be deserving of such a raise. If you, like I said, if you had on more tasks and responsibilities, there's your list right there. As far as being furloughed, hey, coming back, 
in regards to what's expected, especially when businesses are currently reopened. I mean, for goodness sake, uh, Italy is now reopening their restaurants and bars. So definitely um, that opportunity in regards to asking and inquiring um, when you got, when you're looking to come back, please do. Uh, negotiate any benefits you could keep and a date for your return to work. Um, so with that one, you know, hey, is there any benefit that maybe could be taken away to add to your uh, bonus? Uh, like I know one employer, they had uh, car allowance and cell phone allowance. Now, if that car allowance and cell phone allowance can be put directly into your pocket and then save the company more money in the long run, then by all means, definitely offer that up. Hey, I'm willing to risk my uh, car allowance and cell phone allowance when I come back uh, to be put towards my salary, you know, because all of us will need to catch up in some way. Even if you are making a bunch of money, you still need to catch up in some way. Uh, negotiate your salary for any new job you're seeking so you get what you're worth despite crisis challenge budget. So people might say, listen, we're really, really tight right now. It's really a struggle. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I see what you're saying. Not going to fault you. But boom, here's my uh, terms that I'm looking for. But like I said, it needs to come with the why. It can't just be because, oh, you don't like waking up this early or you don't like hearing that your friend, your cousins is making $600, close to $600 a week on top of their uh, unemployment. And you're like, but I got to get up. You tell me I got to get up in the morning and do this. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to work. So, but if you're doing added roles and responsibilities, that's where you include it. Uh, stand up for yourself and don't settle for less. Please, your, your tone in speaking with your employer cannot be, oh, no, I was looking to inquire about getting a um, salary increase and wanted to know, is that okay? Stop acting like you got in trouble. Stand up for yourself and speak up. Take time to negotiate with yourself to learn what your next steps or career should be. So, like I said, in the long run, it's like, hey, do I, is this job even foreseeing for myself that I'm going to be making more money? Is this job even offering those type of benefits? Now, if you're stuck in a position where it's like, Dan, you got to understand where we live at. We are in a town full of five people, okay? I am one. There are four others. That's it. Now, the next town over got about a population of 18. Now, with that population, uh, the one who's doing my job, there's two of them over there. So there's no opportunity for me here. If you're stuck like that, you need to create your own opportunity. You need to do whatever it takes to create your own opportunity. Stop thinking that, oh, well, because I'm such in a, a local place or I'm such in a uh, closed area or, you know, a bunch of businesses that are around me, um, you know, have already shut down or they're working in limited capacity. So there's really, Dan, there's really no opportunity for me. I put on my post yesterday, stop saying no to yourself. Stop saying no to yourself. Have other people say no for you. There's going to be plenty of people that you can say no to. If I hit up Holly Berry right now and ask her if she would like to go on a date, I'm going to get two no's. I'm going to get my first no from my girlfriend. I'm going to get my second no from uh, Holly Berry if she even decides to respond back to me. You know, because I'm trying ever since Boomerang, but we're not going to talk about that. So the thing to understand is that um, prepare yourself for discussion, you know, treat it like an interview and also pull some salary negotiation tactics. Maybe there might be an adjustment in your salary <clears throat> that can be made. Not so much a raise, but an adjustment <clears throat> where they can look at uh, later on. Like, hey, you mind if we visit this thing in the fall? Um, 
and see where we're at? Sure, no problem. As long as there's some type of conversation or um, <clears throat> settling where it's like, hey, you know what? We can't talk about this right now because of everything going on, but I definitely see your performance. I definitely see where you're coming from and I can highly relate. Um, yeah, once this blows over, let's definitely discuss uh, looking at a, a salary increase for you. Now, nobody knows how long this um, whole virus is going to take. Nobody knows how long we're going to be out here uh, doing this where we got to go into stores with masks and such. So what you need to focus on and what you need to look at is like, okay, if my boss or my employer says that not right now, what can I be doing right now? to get that opportunity up. And that takes me to the credit repair program. See, see how that nice transition is? You like how that nice transition is? So 267-702-3756 for the credit repair program. And that, my ladies and gentlemen, is how we get started with that. So with the credit repair program, if this is your first time joining me, uh, typically I usually start with this and go into the resume writing uh, career tips and then some motivation to leave you for the day. But the credit repair program, hey, you're looking at an opportunity to help others fix their credit while making money. So for those folks that are stuck out in rural county and they only got uh, five friends uh, close to them or all five friends are pretty much in the household and the next house is a mile over, but you got Wi-Fi, there's an opportunity for you. So how we work and how we structure is that we are pretty much helping people boost up their credit. Once they boost up the credit, after about three to four months, which is typically the average where you see results, then they're like, hey, this is great. Thanks so much. I got to tell my friends and family about it. Hey, if you tell your friends and family about it, it becomes free. As an agent, tell your friends and family about it and get them signed on, you start making money. So that is simply that in regards to it. Now, there's more details into it, like the 14 free services, how we help out with student loans, all that boring stuff. But if you want to know more, you got to call me. 267-702-3756. Now, um, in regards to credit, because you know I got to give you some free stuff. I can't just say that. Please join my program. Join my program. Join my program. Please join my program. Yes. So <clears throat> the article that I pulled up comes from uh, Nerd Wallet: how to get a mortgage pre-approval. Now with the mortgage pre-approval, um, is more than an estimate, it's an offer by a lender to loan you a certain amount under uh, specific terms. So without a mortgage pre-approval, a lender pulls your credit report and reviews documents to verify your income, assets, and debt. So this is what the loan officer does. But the first thing that they um, we uh, talked about, they're pulling your credit report. Now, Dan, how do I get a jump on this? Because I don't know how to pull my credit report annualcreditreport.com. I don't know if you heard my jingle yesterday, but annualcreditreport.com. It's going to save you time. Yeah. <laughs> With the annualcreditreport.com, you can actually go on there. You can check. You can see already in advance, hey, what is my debt to income ratio looks like? And it's simple, folks. How much do I owe? How much am I making? Let's look at the ratio. That is your debt to income ratio. <clears throat> Um, now, the loan officer may see things more, may see things on the lesser side, but um, the whole thing about it is that if you're looking to get a home, this is, you got to start with that credit report. So, steps to getting a mortgage pre-approval, get your free credit score. Uh, most folks, a credit score of at least 620 is recommended, and a higher credit score, what, will qualify you for better rates. So, Dan, you're telling me the 
the quicker that I get my credit score up to where it needs to be at, that then I can actually move forward in regards to maybe getting less money put down, a better rate over time, more grants and opportunities. Yes, yes, and more yes. Check your credit history. Again, with this credit check, what? Request copies of your credit reports and dispute any errors. Hey, that's some work that you got to do on your own, though. But if you like, you can just give me a call, 267-702-3756. If you find delinquent accounts, work with the creditors to resolve the issues before applying. Work with the for-profit companies that's going to make money from you continuously paying your collection amount. That's literally what that says. If you find delinquent accounts, work with the individuals that uh, get paid and make a profit of you paying into your loan installment or collection. So think about that. Uh, calculate your debt to income ratio. Like I said, your debt to income ratio or DTI is the percentage of gross monthly income that goes toward debt payments, including credit cards, student loans, and car loans, a bunch of other expenses that you personally have. So, hey, some people may have $49 a month for their cell phone bill. Dan, how'd you do that? Oh, I don't know. Little thing about my company, we offer that. But 267-702-3756. I know what you're thinking. Dan, why do you keep putting your phone number around? Why is it? Because I want you to call. I want you to be wealthy. I want you to reach out to me and say, Dan, what are my steps to becoming wealthy? And I'm going to show you things. It might not be the credit report. It might not be the resume writing. It might not be you purchasing a home. It might just be a quick text saying like, what things have you taken action at? Sorry. That's why I want you to call. Um, because I want you wealthy, folks. I'm creating a million millionaires. That's why I give out my phone number for you to reach out to me. It's not just going to be credit repair. A uh, young lady that I spoke with yesterday, she's like, oh, can you guys assist with that and assist with this? And I said, yeah, sure, because she was inquiring about the student loan. She was inquiring about getting her credit score back up. And I was like, is there anything else? She was like, uh, I was like, well, what's your ultimate goal in regards to increasing your score? She was like, well, I'm looking to purchase a home. I can help you with that. Um, the other thing, too, is I am starting to look for a different job, but something more in the nonprofit sector, I can help with that. So you're getting a bonus when you come with moi. Now, other people might just get you on the program, and that's it, but I'm trying to make you wealthy. I'm trying to get you started to where you need to get started, whether it be a career, whether it be getting a house, or whether it be fixing that credit. So <clears throat> the DTI, back to the DTI. Uh, DTI is based on current debts and a prospective mortgage. So they're like, hey, you're paying for this, this, and this, and this, and this. Plus, you're looking at this type of mortgage. This is what you're going to be calculated for and uh, approved for. So lenders prefer borrowers with a DTI of 36% or below, including the mortgage, though it can be higher in some cases. So your debt to income ratio should be at 36% or below. So 36% of your debt. Um, should be uh, part of your income. So if you're making $1,000, $360, that should be towards your debt. Simple as that. Uh, gather income, financial account, and personal information. Um, you know, make sure you got your social security card ready, uh, current address, employment details for you and your car borrower. Um, the other thing, and I actually go over this in my first time home buyers workshop, but the other thing too is to add on to that is that. Um, make sure that you get your pay stubs right now. Uh, some people might not have the easy access where they're like, oh, well, I could just simply go um, and ask my boss and he'll send it right over. 
your boss might not be available, your HR department might not be available. So definitely start now in regards to creating or digital copies and save it onto a Google Drive, save it onto a cloud, what have you, uh, but save it somewhere so that way they can be easily accessible. Uh, contact more than one lender. Can you believe that? That somebody recommends that you speak to more than one individual in regards to um, getting pre-approved. The reason why I say that is that um, what the rates that you might get with one lender is going to be completely different from the rates that you might get from another. So it's definitely best to shop around. And what you definitely don't want to do is get stuck dealing with somebody that you're like, oh, I ain't know it's going to be like that. Um, I don't want to work with them no more. No, no, that's not going to, mm, that's not going to work for me. So be sure to shop around. Nobody's telling you to lock in once you do uh, give your, um, you know, once you do get your actual rate. Hey, one lender, and be careful of this though as well, but one lender might get you approved for 150K and you might go to another one that says like, hey, we can actually offer you 180K, huh? Huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's like, wait, why are you offering 30,000 more? Ah! Nothing. The rates may have changed. Um, the amount has changed. So please be weary if some if another lender is giving you more money. Um, and compare apples and oranges. Hey, how come when I go to you guys, it was 180, but when I went with this other lender, they said 150. Oh, they probably didn't look at this. Or you had mentioned that um, you're making additional income through the credit repair program. So they probably didn't calculate that or look at that. Oh, okay, cool stuff, cool stuff. So, um, yeah, of course I'm gonna slide that in. Uh, all right, so that is with uh, my folks um, for the uh, credit repair in regards to uh, buying a home. Now, this actually comes from the DaveRamsey.com, and it's uh, home buying tips for first time home buyers. So, my real estate most likely has been for those that have been uh, watching uh, because I am realtor um that i've been focused on my realtors and saying like hey you know this is where we need to get back at um but for my first time home buyers i just want to give you a few things uh to start with pay off all debt and build an emergency fund now that is literally not so much your down payment but your emergency fund so the difference between the two is simply this if you're looking at a home and um on average typically they want 10 percent so between 100,000 and 200,000, you're either looking at saving up 10,000 or 20,000 in regards to um, that down payment. Now, I know, I already know. Dan, you're telling me I gotta save money for an emergency fund, and you're telling me I gotta save money for this down payment? I don't even think I wanna get a house. You do, trust me, you do, because there's grants and programs out here that may not require you to put down a full 10%. There are, um, types of loans out here such as the 203k that actually goes towards um as far as getting repairs and fixed up so please don't feel that it's like well dan i need to create this emergency fund or i need to um you know have a down payment and ready that that's too much money and you know i'm struggling as it is right now you're struggling as it is right now because you're not looking for the answers and you keep doing this to yourself by telling yourself no stop doing that Opportunity is out there for you to get into the home that you are looking for. So, uh, my home buyers, now is the time. Definitely now is the time. Uh, save for closing costs. I know, I know. I just hit you with the down payment, just hit you with the emergency fund, and now it's like, oh, I got to save for the closing costs. Um, with that one, 
um, you're looking at no more than just um, with everything combined. This is including the down payment and everything like that. Um, you're looking at no more than about 10% of actually the uh, purchase price um, to have ready for closing. So be sure to have that amount ready. And hey, don't think of it as like, oh, I need to get in the house right now, right now, right now. If you need to move to another uh, rental, if you need to continue to stay where you're at right now um, and then move up, hey, now's the time. Like even for myself right now, and I've discussed this because I have no issues with it, um, I'm paying about nine twenty-five in regards to month. Now for this area that I'm living in right now, it should be like 1200 1150 especially with everything going on. Um, rent is very, very, not so much scarce, but high high demand as far as moving in so um the other thing attend well not so much attend open houses not just yet not just yet i'd still be weary about it folks even though i want you to come to my open houses but still be weary in regards to getting out there and looking um because you don't know if one realtor is going to say yeah, yeah just go straight in you're fine you're fine <laughs> that covid uh. no 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 honestly uh Please be still mindful and please take care of yourself. Treat it as if you're going to shop, right? Mask up and uh, definitely, definitely be putting on gloves. So, um, but uh, research that I want to leave you with the last one research the neighborhoods that best fit you in. Drive around the neighborhood, see where it's like, hey, if we live here, how long is it going to take me to get to the store? If we live here, Where's the closest park if we got kids? If we live here, um, you know, how are the kids gonna get to school? Does the routes come out here? There's been so many instances at closing time that people would stop because uh, it didn't work out or it didn't go according to plan. And according to plan, in regards to that, people didn't do the research or the realtors themselves didn't do the research. So uh, one story I had heard that um, it was a realtor along with the, uh, you know, brand new homeowners, they were so excited. They had everything taken care of, um, you know, and conversation came up. Oh, man, you know, I cannot wait for our kids to go to such and such elementary school. And the loan officer was like, uh, are, are, they, are they moving too? And it's like, no, no, no. It's because we got this house. It sits out perfectly. It's perfect for us. We already checked it out. No, here's the thing. If um, you move here, you're going to have to go to this elementary school. Wait, what? That's not what was discussed. Meanwhile, they had asked the uh, realtor to look it up. There's, at the end of the day, for my home buyers, please do your own research. It saves a lot of headache in the long run. And I know what you're thinking, but Dan, I'm paying this realtor. The realtor's getting like 3%, 6%, what have you. So you're telling me that on top of that, I need to do my own research to save yourself some time and peace? Yeah, it might be highly recommended that you do your own research. Or, or while you're going through the transaction, you might reach out to a Daniel Umstead. And I know what you're thinking. Dan, so you're trying to steal people away? No, I'm not trying to steal people away. I'm trying to provide value and content. So if somebody has a simple question as, hey, Dan, I'm going through the closing right now. I had a question for you. If I live here, is it guaranteed that my kids are going to be going to this school? Here, let me look it up for you. Here you go. By all means, please tell your friends about me that I will provide free services uh, to help them achieve their goals and getting the house that they deserve. So yes that is why i don't mind because i gotta take my own advice do whatever it takes so research the neighborhoods that best fit for you make sure that um it, it is something and a location that you want to live in and not just because the um 
you feel that the uh, curtains are gonna look good right then and there. All right. Um, and so what do we go over today? I had to catch myself. So credit repair, I discussed as far as uh, getting pre-approved uh, for a mortgage lender. And this is why you need to get the credit score. Uh, we talked about the, for the resume writing and uh, career tip in regards to what you need to do uh, to negotiate a salary. And last but not least, we did talk about the uh, tips as far as home buying for my real estate. Lastly, uh, the six ways successful teams are built to last. Now, this comes from Glenn Lopez from uh, Forbes.com. Now, there's six of them on here. Um, no, I'm not going to be going through every single one. But the main one that I wanted to go through was... Um, yeah, because the uh, last two actually go hand in hand. Acknowledge and reward. Now, I've actually already set it up where, uh, and these things are so, so cheap, ladies and gentlemen, so, so cheap. Um, I went on to issuewire.com because I'm actually looking to do my own personal press release. But going on, um, what is it, um, issuewire.com, they say, hey, listen, if you want, you could do a press release. Um, and it gets to like 145 plus folks um, for 21 bucks. And then um, if you want to get the upgrade package, it's like 40 something. So we make a decent amount of money for those that do get promoted in our organization through the credit repair. So one thing that you want to look at is not so much um, the acknowledgement and the acknowledgement shouldn't be just like, hey champ, you're doing what you're doing. Hey, hey, and then coming up with a reward like, hey, listen, you want it. Hold on one second. You want it. You want some water, right? There you go. So that is not acknowledgement and rewarding. If somebody is able to take advantage of a gift or somebody's able to do it on their own time and accord, then that's not really a reward. That 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 is just pretty much saying like, hey, hey, remember that time that you wanted to study for an hour um, to focus on that quiz? We're giving you that hour. Have fun. And it's like, all right, I could have like just took off of work early and did all this, or I could have you know spent the time over the weekend to get this done. The acknowledge your acknowledgement and reward should be something on a grand scale. It doesn't take that long nor that hard to actually put time and effort into making sure somebody stands out whether it be an award if um your company does a newsletter um which we actually get daily uh newsletters uh coming from uh, my corporate office in regards to currently things that's going on so acknowledging and reward hey this is our bright star of the day and everything like that so that way the community itself of the workplace is seeing this and in addition it's making that they want to stay here like wow they really really do acknowledge folks wow they really really do reward folks so something as simple as you know hey you could leave work early that's cool and all but they can also put in their time especially if they got a bunch of pt hours like myself they can also put in their time saying that i'm looking to leave early at two o'clock today um with the time i already have oh great yeah definitely knock yourself out the acknowledgement is good, but the reward needs to be on a grander scale 
where your employees or your team members are going to appreciate and value you so much more. You know, putting money in their pocket is a great thing, but definitely eventually that money runs out. When you want to make an impact on somebody, uh, show how it can affect not only that person, but other individuals as well. Because when you're building your team and building, you know, your office and building your uh, business and your empire, you know, moving forward with it all, in order to get to that, in order to get to that level, in order to um, get started on that, you need to find ways, different opportunities, different innovative ways to show that it's like, hey, this is not just a simple $25 gift card to Amazon. This is not just simply simple, uh, you leaving work early or coming in late, scratching all that. It is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, what can I show this individual that, hey, you're making an impact, not only for this team, but also for this company and the world. So those three things need to be involved. Those three things need to be looked at when you're building your team and you want to acknowledge and reward folks. How is it gonna be affecting them? How is it gonna be affecting you as their boss slash leader? And ultimately, you know, how's it gonna affect the company? And if possible, um, some, some of you may be working an IT job that only focuses on that company only because of security systems, such as such. So with that, and I bring that up because I have family and friends who do work in IT, that it's like, hey, Dan, you know, we're such a small office or so small with uh, us being corporate, we really can't get our names out there that we would like to. What other ways can we do? Like I said, find ways that either that person's going to recognize it, you're going to recognize it, in addition, the company that you're working for is recognizing it. So if you got a team of five, great. Make sure all five people know that you just reward this individual. Now's the time to gloat and brag. You want that gloating, you want that acknowledgement, boom, this is the time to gloat and brag about it by simply uh, coming up with different ways. And if you need some advice or you want to go tit for tat and learn some things, give me a call, 267-702-3756. But ladies and gentlemen, my time is running out. I want to thank you so much for joining me this morning and hope you learned some tips. And uh, hey, if you got a success story saying like, hey, Dan, the advice that you gave me, I was able to get a salary. Give me a call, 267-702-3756, or if you just need that credit fix, 267-702-3756. Um, ladies and gentlemen, have a great one. Enjoy your Friday, and as always, stay blessed, my fellow millionaires.